Ari Rosenbaum here with another fun-filled episode of the F1K podcast. This week's topic, we're going to talk about the ways that a F1K plan sponsor can avoid headaches, and that's simply to hire the right third-party administrator. And of course, first things first, um, we got some live events coming up. January 21, Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, New York, New York Hotel and Casino, with special guest Spencer Haywood. Uh, following week, we have a virtual conference, 27th, 28th. Uh, that 4K National Virtual Conference, $20.22 to sign up. After that, we got some uh, great events uh, lined up for Phoenix, April the 8th, Chase Field, Phoenix, Arizona, as well as um, June um, 24th, I believe, in Miami, Florida at uh, Lone Depot Park, home of the Marlins. Uh, go to that 4KSite.com for further information. Uh, for further information uh, about all live events, Vegas is really coming up very close, six weeks away. Should be a lot of fun in the desert. Uh, we like uh, the uh, warm weather, especially for somebody like me in New York. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, unique uh, venue and whatnot, so I'm certainly looking forward to that. Uh, now... Let's go to the topic at hand. Um, I've been a risk attorney. I, I, I still can't believe it's been over 23 years. Uh, you know, they say, where does the time fly? And I want to say the last 11 years have gone quicker than the first 12. And I guess that's when you work for yourself and uh, dealing in that situation the last 11 and a half years. So it's, it's to the point now where I basically have been out, I've been on my own longer than I was working for third-party administration firms and a couple of law firms and whatnot. So I want to say the second half went a lot quicker than the first half. Again, when you work on your own, uh, you don't got to worry about the, uh, you, know, I, you know, I know a lot of people, uh, um, certainly uh, a great uh, listener to the show, uh, I saw he recently celebrated 30 years at his firm and um, I congratulate him, hope to see him in Vegas, um, as he signed up for Vegas, and I think that's great. I think that, I think the fact that somebody can work at the same place for 30 years is fantastic. I just never had that experience. I had that experience where I just, uh, you know, every couple of years just wanted to go out and, and go, and I just, I did not have that good luck, and there was a certain time frame from between 2007 until I started my own practice in 2010, where I was hopping, you know, every year or two years, hopping jobs. And I just, I had enough of it. And I'm really happy that, you know, this certain individual has 30 years, and um, I wish I could have had that, and, and, and I didn't. But um, nine years, I, I wouldn't trade that experience at all, uh, it, despite, you know, the issues of lack of a Christmas bonus and, lousy vacation time and, and health plans changing that are offering worse coverage and at a higher price. But I will say that my experience was, was fantastic, especially working with TPAs. Uh, I, you know, nine and a half years working as a, a TPA attorney really kept my eyes open to what really goes on. I think that when you're an attorney in private practice and you've never set foot in a TPA shop, my opinion, uh, Again, that's uh, my experience was immeasurable because, uh, like I said, um, 
time and time again when you take a, a, a tax course on qualified plans, the books say what you know the rules are. Uh, but in practice, we know that administration screw ups and problems by the plan sponsors. You know, life doesn't really go to plan, which is my you know line my grandmother always said. Um, we have the textbook about how qualified plans should work out, but in practice, uh, unfortunately, poor administration doesn't allow us to 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 follow the book. And you know, I think the most important thing from my experience in working for TPAs is that uh, the most important thing they can do is for a plan sponsor um, is to hire the right third-party administration firm. And with all due respect to financial advisors and ERISA attorneys, uh, the most important plan provider out there is the TPA. Uh, and the reason is they do most of the work. And um, I always say they do most of the work and they take all of the blame, especially when it's the plan sponsor's fault for transmitting uh, incorrect information. But um, the reason that 401k plans have compliance issues, uh, you know, are because of something the TPA did or something that the TPA relied on that the plan sponsor provided. Um, and I think it's important that plan sponsors hire the right TPA. You know, uh, another issue is, is, is obviously poor plan design formulas by TPA, uh, which could result in the 401k plan um, you know, making unnecessary contributions or leaving money on the table, but not allowing employers to maximize contributions. And my TPAs have set up new comparability plans with a safe harbor match, which doesn't really make sense because new comp should be utilized with the 3% safe harbor non-elective because you could piggyback. You could use it for both. You could use it for both. You could use it for top-heavy. And, you know, if you give... Um, the low end people 3% as a result of the safe harbor. You give the top guys usually 9%. Um, and I've seen that, you know, again, a lot of plans out there, they have that new comp, but they have safe harbor match, which means that they'll still have to contribute um, the minimum gateway that they could have satisfied using the non-elective contribution. Um, you know, a 401k plan to me is like a car. It has so many moving parts that it's kind of difficult to determine what can or what, you know, what can or what has gone wrong. And it reminds me of my Prius V, it's 2012. It's got like almost 130,000 miles on it. And I was the type of guy who um, used to lease a car every three years. So now we're finally having issues that I never had pro problems with leasing car. Um, you know, I think now we're going to, this month, we're going to have to replace the struts and the suspension that, uh, you know, uh, is causing agita. Um, my wife's car, again, that's a nine-year-old car as well, needs new brakes. But, uh, you know, a good CPA is like a good mechanic, like my buddy uh, Ralph, uh, who I mentioned in my previous book that about a dozen of you bought. Uh, a good TPA is like a good car mechanic. They're going to keep the 401k plan running up into top shape. While the TPA is obviously the most important plant pro provider out there, it's not the only one to hire. Obviously, if you're not hiring a producing TPA, a producing TPA is one that um, has an affiliated asset advisory firm. Um, the TPA isn't going to be responsible for the fiduciary component of the plan. Um, you know, there's always the talk about plan expenses when it comes out to mutual fund share classes and revenue sharing and TPA really isn't involved in that unless they're producing TPA. Uh, you know, uh, TPA can't draft plan audits. Uh, 
despite what a certain TPA thought about. It's a snide joke that I know from my past. Uh, the TPA is really only responsible for assisting the day-to-day -day plan administration unless they contractually take on, on other roles. And uh, a TPA, you know, isn't a fiduciary unless they take on the fiduciary status as an ERISA 316 administrator. Um, you know, obviously a TPA could mistakenly become a fiduciary through their acts. Absent contracts, um, you know, that would probably have to be litigated unless, again, they explicitly took on that role. But, you know, I always think that TPAs a lot of times uh, take on the role of fiduciary without re really revealing that they do. You know, something as simple as uh, approving plan loans on their own, in my opinion, takes them on. Uh, you know, they have to add that fiduciary hat. Um, you know, and, and like a cereal that is part of a complete uh, and well-balanced breakfast, Utilizing a good TPA is part of your 401k's fiduciary process. It's not a substitute for everything that can rise to liability headaches for the plan sponsor. I want to go back to that line. As a kid, I used to watch a lot of Saturday morning cartoons and that whole, I, I used to love those commercials for uh, cereal. You know, this cereal is part of a complete, complete and well-balanced breakfast. And uh, my mother wouldn't let me eat anything other than Rice Krispies and Cheerios and maybe cornflakes and maybe Total. And I'm sure a lot of people would say, oh my God, your mother was terrible. And I, I, I think one of the best things my mother ever did was to, to force me to only eat Cheerios and Rice Krispies because I want to say I'm almost 50 years old and I have one cavity. Um, so... I always love that, you know, as part of it, you know, as part of a well-balanced breakfast, I mean, you could have had a bowl of sugar and if you add, you know, orange juice and add something else, it's part of a well-balanced breakfast. I mean, what is not part of a well-balanced breakfast uh, with some of those cereals, you know, fruity pebbles, and this with marshmallows. I mean, you look at the cereals today and, you know, um, I grew up on one variety of Cheerios and then Honey Nut Cheerios came. I mean, you go to the local market. And you got like 20 different varieties of Cheerios, but whatever. The compliance part of, uh, of what a TPA does is obviously the uh, reason you, you need, a uh, part of a good reason you need a good TPA. Um, you know, and I, the biggest problem in the business is that 401k plan sponsors have no idea what a TPA does. They know they need one. They don't understand what a TPA does, so they'll just pick somebody based on price. The TPA really is delegated the role of plan administrator, even though the 401k plan is the plan administrator, hence the third-party administration, um, you know, hat, the third-party, third-party administrator. Uh, plan sponsors don't realize that. Um, they don't realize that they're still on the hook for all the nonsense that goes on. Uh, you know, and, and usually a TPA will wear two hats. They'll be the TPA and the record keeper. Um, you know, there may be situations where there's a TPA that's affiliated with a bundle provider, like a mutual fund company, and another separate company, you know, serves as a record keeper. So for purpose of this discussion, the TPA is both the TPA and the record keeper. Uh, for, you know, participant directors from 1K plans, TPA is involved with the trading mutual funds and custodial platform, based, obviously, instructions provided by the plan participants. So, you know... TPA takes the 401k plan trust account, makes sub-accounts to properly credit each individual participant. Um, you know, and 
There certainly could be errors dealing with the crediting of contributions. Uh, I remember uh, the very first 401k plan that I was a part of. Uh, again, I worked for a law firm that was affiliated with the TPA. We were at the same offices, so effectively I worked for the TPA, just different payroll, different 401k plan. And uh, for about six months, my contributions were being credited to the, my paralegal, um, which uh, doesn't say a lot when, you know, it's like the cobbler's kids have no shoes. You're working at a TPA, and the TPA messes up your 401k plan. And, of course, uh, actually, um, the investments were kept, kept in suspense, I think, or, or they were not they – were, they, were they were invested in, in like, a money market account. And, of course, their excuse was, well, you know, the market's really volatile right now. You actually made out. Uh, and that was, like, uh, 2000 when the markets really went south. But uh, – the bulk of uh, TPA's compliance uh, problems obviously result with the compliance portion of the plan. Uh, TPA prepares the Form 5500, and, you know, obviously it's uh, a problem when the TPA fails to properly complete one. Uh, it's late, or there's some incorrect information. Um, but, you know, late, you know, late uh, 5500s are a big deal. Um, you know, if the plan sponsor doesn't, you know, file with the Delinquent filing voluntary compliance program with the DOL. There could be penalties of you know over a thousand bucks. I think the maximum now is like twenty four hundred dollars, twenty four hundred dollars a day. Um, and even if it fifty five hundred is done, there could be errors on there. Uh, for example, um, not even errors. Oh, uh, there could be errors, but there could also be correct answers that uh, may engage in an audit, like uh, late deferrals. like uh, not having an ERISA bond. But then obviously they're incorrect. I see from time to time where there's an IRS audit just because there's a miscalculation on the Form 5500 dealing with contributions or you know the contributions that match up with the corporate tax return and the deduction. Um, and of course, the TPA is responsible for all you know, types of compliance testing. Uh, you know, and of course, a safe harbor plan exempts the plan from certain testing. ADP, ACP, top heavy. Um, you know, coverage is still still an issue. Um, testing really has to be precise. So, you know, if a TPA is using bad data, incorrect information provided by the plan sponsor, the uh, they're going to be compliance errors, garbage in, garbage out, as I say. So, testing could be wrong, and the problem is, is that um, compliance errors on the testing. Uh, they're usually only discovered years later in audit, but when there's a change of TPA. Uh, obviously, when the errors are discovered early, they're easier to fix. They're less costly to fix. When they're discovered later, uh, it's more money to correct. Certainly more money if it's caught on audit, but will always cost more money. Um, you know, and, and again, another big portion of the TPA's job is allocating employer contributions, uh, as well as earnings and whatnot, and um, we do have a lot of times where the TPA makes a miscalculation based on misreading of a plan formula. We see it a lot with matching contributions and payroll period versus annual um, caps with matching contributions and um, you know true ups and, and whatnot. So it's always a it's a big uh, it's a big hot mess. Um, so, you know, again, a TPA really can do a lot of work uh, that could get a plan sponsor in, in trouble. 
So that's why it's important that the plant sponsor finds good quality TPA will not cause fewer errors and keep the plan the plant sponsor's wallet out of harm's way. And a, a good TPA is going to use a design, plan design formula that's efficient. Um, you know, des designing a contribution formula is like playing a game of chess. Moves have to be thought out. Thanks to minimum contributions and demographics companies work for us, plan sponsor could, um, you know, needlessly pay contributions to rank and file employees or not be able to maximize contributions. Like I said, when you have that safe harbor matching, you want to do a new comp, makes no sense. Um, a good TPA is going to, you know, design a retirement plan that fits the needs of the demographics of the plan sponsor. Uh, what is good for the, the two-person operation isn't necessarily good for the company that has 20 people. Um, I've seen you know too many plan sponsors using three-year QPAs and end up paying through the nose in corrective contributions or tax deferral refunds to highly compensated employees. I've seen too many plan sponsors pay every employee the same profit sharing contribution when a cross-tested allocation would be better uh, fit for the highly compensated employees of a specific employer. And you know, uh, one of my crazy stories was dealing with a client. They had used uh, one of the two top payroll providers as a TPA, and the uh, plan was failing ADP grossly. Um, never had the discussion with the plan sponsor about a safe harbor contribution. So the owner of the company, the, when the deferral limits were about 12K or 12.5K, uh, she had a refund $10,500, and she could have simply avoided it. TPA bothered to tell her that, you know, she could make a QNAC in the amount of $7,500 to pass. Um, we corrected that error, and um, they implemented the Safe Harbor Plan Design, and, and the plan has been working efficiently ever since. Uh, you know, the, un unfortunately, there are a lot of plan sponsors out there with an uh, inefficient employer contribution formula, and, and, and a good TPA is going to create that right formula that's the specific fit. Um, you know, uh, an employer doesn't really have to give every employee the same percentage of comp. If they want to reward their employees, then there are corrective formulas to consider when a plan is consistent with failing their compliance tests. This is why a plan sponsor, you know, really needs to hire the best TPA out there and, and, and have, uh, you know, hire a TPA that has the expertise in designing a plan contribution formula that is the right, you know, fit for every sponsor that they work with. And, you know, last but not least, cost shouldn't really be the most important factor. And, again, that happens because plan sponsors don't realize what TPAs do. Uh, that's a huge problem. A plan sponsor really has to understand they have a fiduciary duty in, in paying reasonable plan expenses. That doesn't mean that they have to pay the lowest plan expenses. And I've seen too many plans, 401k plan sponsors hire TPA because it was the lowest price point and it blew up in their face. Uh, and, you know, the corrective action that needed to be taken kind of wiped away any um, anything good out of it. So that's why, you know, my two cents, um, you know, there is nothing, let's say, wrong with picking an expensive TPA as long as they have that experience to handle uh, a plan. Uh, and... You know, unfortunately, most of the time, the cheapest is, is certainly not good. I mean, there are some good cheap TPAs out there who do a really good job. Unfortunately, most of them don't. And, uh, you know, you get what you pay for, as they say. And when you are a planned fiduciary, uh, that's a huge problem. Because when trouble, you know, happens, 
uh, it's the plan sponsor that's going to pay the bill no matter what they say about the TPA. Oh, you know, I really trust this TPA. Well, you know what? That's great, but uh, that's not reality. and That's why it's important that a plan sponsor hires the right TPA. Hope you enjoyed this episode of that 401k podcast as it was my joy and bring it to you. Go to that 401ksite.com for further information on all our live events. And I hope you come back next week for another episode of that 401k podcast.